0: Hello lovelies, this is Arden Marine and you may know me from Chelsea lately or as Regina Sinclair on Insatiable tell you about my podcast, Will You Accept This Rose, where we recap all the seasons of The Bachelor franchise, and we are very excited to talk about the new season of The Bachelor with Matt James. We chat about it with celebrity guests, including Lance Bass, Doug Benton, and Lacey Mosley. Catch our episodes every Wednesday and listen to Will You Accept This Rose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us on this love journey.
1: To some, he's Ziggy Stardust. To others, the Thin White Duke. Or Major Tom. But who is David Bowie really? To answer that, we'll have to go Off the Record. Off the Record is a new music biography podcast. Every season profiles one legendary artist. To start, we'll explore the faces of David Bowie. Each episode tells the story of one of his iconic personas. Together, they form an intimate portrait of the complex cultural giant. Listen and follow Off the Record on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Serious Rap Shit is a production of iHeartRadio. Me
2: hey, and my friend, Rapshot,
3: hey, Yo, Mic check, one, two, I ain't gonna do a whole lot of splashy (laughs) mic check, one, two, one, two in the place to be, I'm not gonna do a whole lot of that, it's it's real low key tonight, we doing this on the late night tip, but uh, episode 152?
4: Yes, 152, yeah, 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 152.
3: Episode 152, Serious Rap Shit Podcast, I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your host. And yeah, we, we about to get busy, how you been, Josh? I'm good. It's like the quiet storm edition. (laughs) You know, I got neighbors. You know what I'm saying? I try and be all loud and boisterous as we do this shit.
4: I got a puppy sleeping next to me, too. So, like, if you hear, like, random weird noises, it's because the puppy started, like, dreaming or
3: shit like that. Dogs are so cute with that shit when they be, like, sleep and be dreaming. They make it yeah little fucking weirdo noises and shit.
4: Yeah, I'm like I was because when I first put him, I got like a little crate down here for him to, uh, because like he freaks out if someone's not sleeping near him. Oh wow, really? Yeah, because he had like ten brothers and sisters, so Mm -hmm. you know what I mean. He used to it. Um, so like we had to get like a little crate to like take into the room with you, so like you could sleep. He could sleep because the first couple nights I slept on the sofa, and that just wasn't gonna, that wasn't gonna keep up. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh. Like, they have a crate to, like, take into the room so, like, someone can be in there with him. And, like, when I first brought him down here and put him in the crate and I was, like, setting up, I'm, like, he was barking, like, crazy. I'm, like, yo, this isn't going to (laughs) work. Like, you like to go in the other room or something. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so now he, like, rocked. So, hopefully he stays right for the whole uh,
3: episode. Yeah, we were chatting uh, before we hit record and at different times throughout that my cat just decided to like hang out right here <laughs> i'm like dog if you don't get the fuck out of here like yeah i don't want you sitting right here while i'm recording
4: yeah like i held him late the whole episode last week he ended up rocking out on my uh, on my, uh in my lap
3: mm-hmm. i
4: can't do that again dog he's too fucking he he's small but he like he thick so yeah, yeah, he yeah. thick with two c's so
3: yo did you, no, see that. Did you see this shit? Did you see this shit? It's a video that's been floating around. It's like a father and his little daughter. I think she's like four, and they stop by like their neighbor's house, and they're like the neighbors on the porch, and the neighbor's pit bull runs out and gets out the gate. No, and I didn't see that dog. Pops jumps on top of a car. And leaves the little girl on the ground. And the dog, like the dog, you know how dogs are when they get out. Um, sometimes they're just excited. Like they're not even, yeah. you know, trying to like bite or whatever. He was just hype and was like running around. But obviously the little girl was like freaking out. And the dad is like on top of the car in fear. I was like, yo, he has to have like a deep phobia of dogs. Yeah. To like just leave your kid like that. But he, to his credit, he was trying to um, – he he did leave her, but he was trying to. Uh, he was like yelling at the dog and trying to divert the dog's attention away from her. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it just it, the optics of it were fucking terrible. Nah, not good. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. She's I definitely if, like
4: you can she, have you can have more kids. You know what I mean? Like you
3: know, <laughs> <laughs> if that, if if the dog didn't kill your child, it definitely killed your child's trust and confidence.
4: <laughs> yes, exactly.
3: <laughs> so it's it's a wrap after that.
4: Yeah, that baby will never look at him again the Jesus. same way. Um, yo, dog. So, I told you you posted the uh, the Bibby joint that Bibby meme that was floating around the other day.
3: Oh, from Atlanta. Yeah, the barber. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: And I had I had a Bibby moment when I showed up to the barber shop the other day. Really? But yeah, man, I, I showed <laughs> up and like some dude was like in the chair, like I was supposed to be there at 9 30 and like i got there and he had just put dude in the chair he was like oh man he showed up late Mm -hmm. and i'm like that sounds like his problem like (laughs) Like why am i being penalized yeah like now i'm late because you know what i mean so i actually had a bounce because i had another appointment to take care of and um i was like yo i gotta go he was like oh he's like yo my bed like just call me and i'll slide you in Mm -hmm. so i was like all right cool he was like, I got some openings today, so just call me. So I was like, all right. So I called him after I did a couple of runs. And uh, he was like, yo, come, like, you know what I mean? Come at, like, noon or whatever, and I'll, I'll get you in. I said, all right. So I show up, and, yo, I walk in the shop. Why my man had Alex Jones on in the <sighs> shop? Yeah. And I'm like, I walked in, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, is this this InfoWars? Right. And he was like, yeah, man, I just discovered him, like, uh, a couple of days ago. <laughs>
3: This guy's great. You ever hear of him?
4: <laughs> He's got Isn't all like, the
3: answers. <laughs> Yo, like, why are you watching InfoWars, man? Like <laughs> uh, niggas don't understand. I don't know um, specifically if like white folks or like people who aren't from the hood understand this shit. There's like a heavy um uh dovetailing of like black folks. And like like working class black folks specifically and like Alex Jones, right wing conspiracy stuff. Yeah. One day we'll make a documentary about it. Today won't be that day. No. But <laughs> at some point. But yeah, that shit is that it, I'm not at all surprised that like in a shop. I'm assuming there's like black folks in your barbershop. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it, it, that don't surprise me at all.
4: My barber's name is Balau so you like <laughs> you there know what i mean um and uh yeah he was just like yeah i'm watching the john he was like i don't know he'd be he'd be ha- he be saying some stuff sometimes and so like i had to break down so i was like no dog i was like yo what like like the biggest thing is he you know there's got to be nuggets of truth in what he says otherwise it's completely like insane Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the difference between a dude like Ranting and Raving on a street corner and Alex Jones is Alex Jones sprinkles in a a nugget of truth every once in a while. Mm
2: -hmm.
4: You know what I mean? Meanwhile, he tells you there's interdimensional vampires that are sucking the life out of children and shit. Like,
3: what was he saying about the cheerleaders?
4: Oh, the devil worshiping cheerleaders. Still one of my favorite
3: things ever, yeah. He definitely, that's (laughs) definitely like a screenplay. Yeah, that he that he wrote and pitched and it got rejected. So like Infowars is like his stage and well, he's, he's like I trying out, out material. Um, ben
4: Shapiro was a failed screenwriter. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Him and I forget. He had a writing partner who like went on to do some successful TV shows. Are you serious? Um, Yeah, but, like, the stuff that he was writing with Ben Shapiro was not getting picked up. Right. And, like, that was, like, one of Ben Shapiro's, like, first books was, like, uh, how, like, the left-wing propaganda sneaks into your TV. Oh, snap. So he has a vendetta. Yeah. It's all because, like, people didn't think he was funny.
3: Oh, man. (laughs) He's probably not. I don't know anything about him because I don't watch any of his, like, videos or, like, I don't, I don't, uh, I make it a point to not, like, hate watch stuff. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm like, when people talk about him, I'm always, I'm almost always uh, out of the loop on that shit because I don't watch. I'd, I'd go the other route and watch, like, crazy fucking uh, Hotep conspiracy shit about white people having tails and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'd watch that shit a thousand percent. Before I would watch like hate watch a right wing, you know, like uh, QAnon type shit or whatever. Yeah, I I know him most first. I saw that he did the
4: the Thanksgiving video or whatever years ago. Hmm. Um, that was from his website, um, and it was like this, you know, like oh the Indians were savages and blah 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 like this whole thing, and wow. he caught like a lot of flack for it. Right, and he was like. Oh that I didn't have anything to do with that, and I was off the day got posted type shit what? Um, so I remember that like that was the first time I had like an idea like who his name was or whatever yeah, yeah. but um, the majority report uh with Sam Cedar is how I know a lot of these dudes mm-hmm. uh because it's a you know it's like a super left wing uh leading show and all that shit and like they'll like shit on Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson and right. Dave Rubin. Like that famous uh meme that goes around it's like uh you know, so and so prove me other you know, pro uh tell me why it's not or whatever. Like that To like, it, prove like that wrong. white dude's like sitting at like a table. Yeah. That dude's Steven Crowder. He's a like super um like right wing sociopath essentially. And he'll go to like college campuses and debate like trans rights. Wow. And shit like that. And like he'll argue. He's a grown man, like arguing with college students. And like he'll like I'm debating them and beating them. And it's like, yeah, they're college students. Like you know what I mean? Also you can
3: pretend you you can argue like I wanna see I want to see people like that argue with somebody like Khalid Muhammad rest in peace you know what I'm saying like you can argue a student about you know trans people or something because you I notice a lot of times a lot of like right-wing white males specifically they they'll argue like the validity of black people indigenous people or you know something like that and they play on the fact that we're like close to this shit and emotional about it you know what I mean and that's like how they you know um, mm. pretend like they're making like a logical argument or whatever they'll argue you know with a woman like you know you all should be in the kitchen prove me wrong and women are like what the fuck and then it looks like they're winning yeah. the argument but like go go argue like if Khalid Muhammad was still alive nigga <laughs> and he calling you a fucking beast Go, go argue with that shit you what know. happened
4: they this popped up uh uh just this week on uh like left wing Twitter recently was uh um he did he tried that shit at a uh like a trans uh, uh like a um transportation workers union like strike. Oh wow. And uh, I think it was an auto union workers' strike. And um he tried to like get into like these like 40 and 50 year old dudes faces who are like, and he was like, you know, like approved, so, uh, like uh, justify to me why you shouldn't be working and blah, 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 blah. And like, dude just hauled off and stole him. Like, you know what I mean? He <laughs> got slid. Yeah. He just started getting his ass beat. And like, no. I, I was and, like, he was like, I think he after that was like, I'm just going to stick to like, arguing with college students. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um,
3: Because not everybody is required to um, uphold like this veneer of civility with you. And I feel like that's what a lot of um, I'm not even talking about like these like motherfuckers who are like in the woods with a militia or something. But like these right wing uh, motherfuckers who, you know, fancy themselves like public intellectuals. They come out in the world and they say like trans people should die or like yeah. you know Jews should have died in the Holocaust like like horrible things and they act like oh it's <coughs> just it's just words and we're having a civilized debate no nigga you're debating people's existence and people don't have to maintain a veneer of civility with you they can punch you and you fuck crack yeah, you and exactly. your shit you know yeah, what yeah. I mean and it's justified
4: yeah I don't ha- you like I'm not gonna argue my humanity with you no.
3: No. like that's not
4: going to happen you're gonna get and, faded, like,
3: and it's gonna be it
4: if you think that's what i like that 's what i'm supposed to do like you don't once you start arguing somebody 's humanity we don't have an argument anymore, we have a severe like you know what i mean like you're once you're telling me you don 't believe in someone else's humanity, then we have a problem yeah you that's like a I mean? threat, yeah, like we can listen man, we can you know, we can disagree about, like, taxes and shit like that, but, right. like, you know what I mean? Like, when you start, like, it's the James Baldwin quote. It's like, you know, we can disagree and I can still love you, but it's when your disagreement involves my humanity.
3: Yeah.
4: You know what I mean? Then we have an issue and it's like, yeah, like, dude, like, <clears throat> you know, we can disagree about different issues, but, like, once you start, like, yeah, you know, uh, it was good that, like, uh, white folks stole the land from indigenous people, and like they weren't using the land the way it should have been used, yeah. and blah blah. It's like, yeah, nope. I don't gotta have this. I don't gotta continue to have this conversation with you, you
3: right? Know what I mean, that's just um, crazy. It's it's um, sad to me how uh, pervasive that kind of stuff is uh, in our like public discourse now, but it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Were you yeah. gonna say uh, we should take a break? Oh uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was gonna say we should probably get ready to get, take take a break. Okay, yeah. Let's 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 take a break, and then there's um, there's, uh, we gotta still talk about more of this shit. <laughs> this <is> right wing <laughs> fucking nonsense, because there've been uh, some recent developments. But uh, yeah, let's let's hop out. Come right back.
2: I'm Robert Evans, host of Behind the Bastards, and it could happen here, and boy, it does seem to be happening here. I'm going to guess most of the people listening to this are deeply concerned with what they saw happen in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, and I'm here to tell you it was a fascist insurrection, an attempt by fascists to take over our democracy, and it didn't happen in a historical vacuum. There have been numerous attempts, many of them successful, by fascist movements to take over democracies over the last century. In order to protect yourself, in order to protect your family and your very freedom, you need to understand this history and the history of the different anti-fascist movements that have fought, sometimes successfully, often unsuccessfully, to stop the same things from happening in their own countries. The knowledge of this history is important, and it's maybe the only thing that can save us. So, if you're as concerned as I am, listen to Behind the Insurrections on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: all right boom back in effect um so this shit I man i didn't read anything on this you know you added this to the doc um i'm not surprised that this happened apparently kanye's uh one of his advisors uh is a far-right political strategist could you yeah. uh um, talk to us some more about get this some, like super far-right, like, uh,
4: Scandinavian politicians in office, um, yeah, like, essentially, like, this has been rumored for a while, is that essentially, like, uh, Kanye's, um, whole presidential campaign was, like, trying to be an inroads of, like, yo, let's, like, take votes away from Biden, Mm um, and like he's only on the ballot in a couple places. He's not even like he missed the ballot in a bunch of states. Yeah. I heard um, about that. So like he's only like I think Wisconsin is one place he's on a ballot. Um, maybe Ohio. Um but apparently what it has always been is it has been essentially a move to like uh disenfranchise some voters. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know though, but like I, I don't know anybody who was like, yo, I'm definitely voting for Biden and then Kanye announced it was like I don't know. I'm like I yay. might vote for Kanye. I don't know anybody who took Kanye running for president serious.
3: Right. It it um I wonder what the thought process is and if it it, it does it just I wonder whether or not the thought process is like, okay, you know, there are far right interests who want to torpedo Biden or at least, you know, uh, take votes away from Biden. So Kanye West is who they (laughs) pitch their wagon to. I I wonder if the thought ever went past, oh, he's black and famous. Yes. And he's visible, you know what I mean? Because, like, I don't know any black person who's seriously considered Voting for Kanye West, even if he mounted like, okay, um, when Cynthia McKinney ran in, I want to say 08 for the Green Party, Uh that from, you know, what I could see, I voted for, you know what I mean? What I could see, that was um, a viable as viable as it as it can be in a two party system that was like a viable independent candidacy, candidacy right like a an, an alternative to the two majors yeah even if Kanye did that it would be difficult for me to see black folks voting for him when he just said that slavery was a choice <laughs> last yeah. year and he just said uh, some shit whatever wild shit he said about Harriet Tubman a few months ago, it would yeah. be difficult for me to see any like serious black, uh, any serious and um, impactful uh, percentage of the black populace voting for him. So I wonder if these like right wingers. you said, "This motherfucker uh, is is he like not even from here?" This uh, I'm not sure
4: exactly. I know he's see like a lot of these dudes go you know, they're international anyway. They, you know, they... Like, Bannon has been involved in a bunch of elections all
3: over the world. Yeah. Um, just out here. Just like, oh, yeah, you racist? You hate, yeah. you know, Arabs and black people and Jews? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, and they,
4: they get... Essentially, a lot of these dudes get paid to then, like, sprinkle in like, white supremacy ideals into different things. Like, yes. um, you know, and Kanye's, like, you know, we all should have known, like, you, you know, when he became, like, super, like, uber religious, he, uh, you know, all of a sudden it was like, you know, he's against abortion, and he's, you know, he thinks women need to be covered up more, and, mm-hmm. you know, there's respectability politics now, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. all of a sudden, like, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't think, I, I don't... I don't think people realize, like, how much of a theocracy, like, Kanye definitely would have tried to implement, like, I, you know what I
3: mean? That train is never late. It's, it's crazy, because um, if I held public office, you know, um, I'm not, like, a religious person, you know what I'm saying? I love religion, but I'm not, like, a person who, you know... Uh, subscribes to any one religion i see you know like the message and the beauty in in a bunch of them uh-huh. i couldn't see me being a public figure and wanting to if we're talking like base like moral ideas you know that the cops shouldn't be out here like shooting people and, and you know getting away <coughs> with it you yeah. know governing from that is different than you know they're like a set of rules in like a religious book that you want to impose. You want to use state power to impose. I just, I, I don't, I don't understand that. And that desire for, for religious people to like get in the public office and then you're going to make everybody live by your book in particular.
4: Yeah. I, I don't, and especially not in a country that supposedly has separation between church and state. Right, um, That we know is not real anyway I mean only like Christian holidays Are recognized holidays anyway And mm-hmm. federally at least um, So yeah There's a lot of that kind of stuff I just I don't know I, I mean like when I become mayor of Philadelphia <laughs> um, I definitely uh, Won't be using religion As any you know springboard For uh, For my campaign Right It'll mostly
3: be about strip clubs dog if we could get like a pro stripper mayor yeah. that would be lit definitely dog I, I like listen the-
4: man you know also I'd be definitely trying to change like c- the curfew here like the fact that we still have like a super purity curfew of 2 o'clock like
3: right. dog Philly would be so popping like we're, we're going off subject but <laughs> <laughs> Philly, Philly would be so popping if it were open past 2 yeah just I don't understand why
4: we're not. like It doesn't make any sense to me, man.
3: I hate the fact that I'm like, so many times in my life, I've had like a packed dance floor at 2 a.m. Yeah. And I'm playing a record, and the the bar manager is like flicking the lights up. Yeah, You know what I mean? Motherfuckers, uh, when we used to do uh, sophistifunk and shit, motherfuckers would just stay and dance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if I cut the music off, people would like sing like you yeah. you used to go you remember you know what I mean like people don't want it. we're a major fucking metropolitan city why are we closing down at 2am dog I'm so I so man, like listen I
4: love Wawa and everything but like Wawa shouldn't be the only thing I'm gonna be able to get food at at like fucking 3 in the morning like right. you know what I mean there should be more shit open
3: dog yeah. I'll say this like South Philly you know it's fucking whatever I live around yeah. the corner from a fucking uh, <laughs> Mummer's clubhouse so you know fuck out Philly on a lot of levels but like we definitely have like the diners and shit that we yeah. can hit up late if yeah. we wanted to you know
4: yeah diners are clutch yeah. um they close so many of them man like there used to be a bunch on Erie that we would hit mm-hmm. um but like they close so many a couple on like Hunting Park shit like that too um and, like, a lot of a lot of IHOPs ain't open 24 hours no more. So, like, you can't even hit, like, the IHOP no more in the middle right. of the night. That's um crazy. But, yeah, man, like, I, I don't know. Uh, to get back to, like, the whole Kanye thing, like, the fact that, like, there's, like, also, like, I think, like, him and uh, Jared, Jared, right? Jared Kushner?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. Um, I just, like, he just reminds me of the boy that, that uh scary movie and shit. He looked just like that 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 thing. Yeah. Um but yeah he uh Jared Kushner, I know like he's like consulted I don't know how you're running Trump's campaign and consulting uh Kanye too because I know right. he's like did some consulting for Kanye. Jesus Um But I don't I don't like I honestly like I said I don't think anybody took it serious to begin with. Mm-hmm um, I know a lot of people like who posted those videos of like the shit where you were talking about earlier with the Harriet Tubman shit that he said. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of those videos that got posted, uh, for were for people who had like wrote like, oh, I I went to this campaign event as a joke, like yeah. you know what I mean. I yeah. went for the spectacle of it, right? Um, which is a whole nother lane of like, should we be going to like <laughs> yeah. Kanye shit and like looking at it as spectacle at this point um but yeah i uh i i don't know anybody who like really took it serious but like pete <clears throat> let's put it this way somebody took it serious enough that like implanted a far-right political strategist mm-hmm. in his campaign um to you know to spread ideas and like that happens a lot um That's the whole point of, like, somebody like a Milo Yiannopoulos, who, like, they flat out said, uh, was to mainstream
3: white supremacy ideals. Right. Uh, Right. Make that shit appear, you know, a little more, like, toothless and acceptable.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the idea behind the Candace Owens. And that's an idea behind... You know, a Ben Shapiro and those type of dudes is like, you know, they are they get paid by far right people to essentially sprinkle in white supremacy ideals um, and like uber capitalist shit Mm -hmm. to like make it just like even more palatable. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, I mean, fuck, you have a whole news station at Fox News like Tucker Carlson straight said um, this past week, like. For us to save the country, we need to defeat Black Lives Matter.
3: <laughs> Shit, you know? I
4: mean, and fuck Tucker Carlson. I mean, right, like, right. You know what I mean? He, I uh, like dog. I've never seen a more punchable face in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and, and uh, but again, like he gets paid. Like these dudes, dudes, dudes get paid to do that. Like they get paid to mainstream white supremacy.
3: Right, right.
4: Um, so I, I, someone took Kanye's campaign at least um on the far right they took it serious enough that they thought like having somebody powerful enough in his campaign to do those type of things to make mainstream those kind of ideals yeah
3: and the the most just as a rule the most evil motherfuckers uh play all the angles oh yeah you know, yeah yeah I mean, 100%. for any possible outcome is i'll say this when when trump ran uh in uh, against uh, Hillary Clinton, uh-huh. for a while I did not believe that this motherfucker would win. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. For a while, I was one of those ones who was like, "Man, this nigga can't win." Like, get out of here! It doesn't make any sense. He was on The Apprentice last year. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like, he can't win. And I think that speaking to uh, what you said about Kanye and spectacle, it's dangerous. Our politicians should be you know ideally should be like the most nondescript you know uh morally i mean i don't know this this may be like an oxymoron like a moral politician but like these motherfuckers we should be voting in like you know square motherfuckers like we like we're as a country culturally we're attracted to spectacle uh whether it's you know positive or negative we're like attracted to that and it's getting uh it seems like it's getting like worse and worse you know as time goes on and you know you have somebody like donald trump who just says crazy shit you know what i mean does like damaging shit and a lot of people i feel uh on one level are on one level it's like blatantly racism that you know he like spoke to a lot of white people's you know like desires and uh, fears fears and like their uh, racial pathology in this Uh country and that's you know he won a lot of votes that way but I think also like a lot of people in this country are just you know attracted to spectacle and it don't matter if it's good or bad or like positive or negative it's something about you know spectacle and celebrity that people are drawn to people throughout the entire aughts hate watched uh Paris Hilton Yeah, ev- everything that she did you know yeah. what i mean everything that she did short of you know that record that she made with Timbaland you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean but like every everything that they put her in people tuned in and then as soon as you know um she passed the baton to uh Kim Kardashian and her family then people spent another decade hate watching yep. them and attracted yeah. to that spectacle. So it's it's a dangerous, uh, you know, thing in our culture that kind of allows for that and allows for, uh, you know, uh, Kanye West, even though I don't think that he's a viable candidate. Um, but under a different set of circumstances, he absolutely could be. Yeah.
4: <coughs> I think... Um in a completely different climate uh, as far as like what's going on right now not like Corona times and shit like that mm-hmm. you know he he definitely could be a candidate that would run and you know people could get behind him yeah. and you yeah know, funding
3: and you know
4: yeah I, I, exactly and he was super serious about it um, you know didn't get in you know 2 years into the uh like you know what I mean the race right yeah like if he really wanted to do it it would be something i don't know i wouldn't be surprised yeah he'd have the like so much of politics is like the name game you know mm-hmm. what i mean and like he would have the name and he'd have a built-in audience already yeah um,
3: i think that um the 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 trump thing um specifically should be a lesson we at least got to be like thinking and talking about this the fact that um it's either going to be a democrat or a republican that's going to win you know what i mean the fact that the the game is rigged so deeply that the republicans could run literally anybody yeah. you know uh, a guy like donald trump and they've got a 50-50 shot because there are no viable alternatives that's, a, I don't even want to say a hitch in the system. That shit's fucked up. You know what I yeah. mean? Joe Biden has a 50-50 shot. Joe Biden is on record with uh, the crime bill. The entire, the entire country for the past few months has been on fire over outside of the literal fire yeah, on the West Coast. Yeah, outside of the
4: literal fires on the West Coast.
3: Politically has been on fire about uh, policing in this country. Yep. Joe Biden is one of the architects of the crime bill. He still has a 50-50 shot. Joe yeah. Biden is on record. You have, you have people who um, rightfully are outraged about racism in this country. Joe Biden is on record supporting a segregationist. Mm-hmm. he
4: at Strom Thurmond's funeral. He gave the uh, eulogy at Strom Thurmond's funeral.
3: A straight-up devil. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The, the, a straight devil and he still has a 50-50 shot, that should, should show you that this thing ain't working right or working like – I don't even want to say how it should be. It ain't working in the interests of the people.
4: Yeah, I mean we're at a situation now where um, like the uh, wage gap in this country is so big. Uh, the wealth gap, excuse me, uh, is so huge um and he's on video telling billionaires if I'm elected president nothing will fundamentally change for you.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Like well if nothing fundamentally changes for them, nothing will fundamentally change at all. Yeah. Yeah. And you know like like you said, he has a 50/50 shot of being president. Mm-hmm. We are literally in a point. Uh excuse me. We are in a position in this country that uh, I was trying to talk. I was talking to this, like I mentioned earlier with my barber. I, I mentioned the fact that, like, you know, we need more, maybe, of a parliamentary uh, mm. government uh, where you have several different parties. Like, you know what I mean? There's, you know, England has like 10 different parties and there's representation for every... So it's not like, you know, there are two major parties, two bigger parties, but there's also so many other little ones. So it's not like such a standoff. Like Right now, we can't even get a sensible stimulus package passed Mm. for the country.
3: Yeah. In a fucking pandemic.
4: In a pandemic. Like, they gave out $1,200 four months ago and just were like, yo, rock with that. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and we have nothing since. Like, the fucking Congress went on vacation while people were starving. Right. You know what I mean? And, you know, the economy is still in the shitter. And there's still, you know, uh, over a million people filed for unemployment last week. And, like, excuse me, we're in a position now, like, but we're in a complete standoff because, like, there's it's one party versus the other. There is no, like, uh, there's no intermediates to be just be like, well, listen, we're with them. Like, let's just get this fucking thing settled. Like, you know what I mean? Right. It's a, it's yo, know, let's dig in our heels and make it. It's so much of, uh, politics in this country is grandstanding to make, like, mm-hmm. you know, to be a uh, visual. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? shade queen Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> you know what I mean, can give a, a fake clap yeah. for Trump, and that was what, all she needed to do. It's more spectacle. Yeah, and meanwhile, like, she presides over, the like, the largest uh, wealth income inequality in the country is her, is her district. Her district, yeah. You know what I mean? But people go, like, oh, she shaded Trump. Oh, man. Yes, yeah. queen. Like, stop. Like, yeah. Twitter is, like, useless for shit like that. Um, right.
3: Also, a, a lot of people, there are a lot of brilliant, experienced uh, organizers on Twitter. And I'm not oh, yeah, yeah, trying to take away from that. A lot of Twitter discourse is by motherfuckers who literally just got active politically. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Motherfuckers who've been woke, like, a year. Yeah. Two summers. Three summers. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Which, everybody should have a voice in this shit. The... the the core problem is that the way things are set up on the systemic level, we have a very limited amount of power as a, of a populace and a very small amount of people and, uh, uh, the politicians that they buy have an inordinate amount of power. Yeah. Once, if we don't get to the core of that shit, like we're even like, um, if we're talking like on, on like, uh, Just process on how to, you know, turn, start to turn some of this shit around. If we're not talking about campaign finance reform and all elections being equally funded out of a public pot and politicians can't take anything from private interest, none of this shit will get sussed out. Of course, they they take vacations when people are getting thrown out of their homes. Yep, they don't work for us. Exactly. Because it's structured that way.
4: Yeah, I mean, like the whole big thing that people are talking about right now um, is Trump being caught on tape by Bob Woodward saying, "Like, well, I didn't, I didn't want to raise a panic." Crazy, and people are like, "Oh, you don't think pa- people were panicking already?" But what well, people are missing the point. The pan- he wasn't talking about people panicking. Mm-hmm. He was talking about the market panicking. He was yes. talking about the stock market. He didn't want a panic and a sell-off of stocks, mm-hmm. and. He didn't want the market to crash. Yeah. That's what mattered because that's what matters in this country. Yeah. Like they keep talking about a great economy because the Dow Jones is up. Yeah, But like, I don't know do you, how many people you know that ain't working or that right. if they're working, they're working, you know, job way under their means or multiple jobs to try and cover for it or, you know, they're driving fucking Uber during a pandemic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're working a regular job as well as driving Uber. Right. And that's not to shade anybody who does that. The point is that, you know, people, so many people are delivering DoorDash on the side or, mm-hmm. you know, fucking Uber Eats or doing Uber or Lyft or whatever on the side just to get by. Yeah. Work all day and then do that shit. Yeah. Ride around because and bringing people food. Yeah, because they have no choice. Yeah. You know what I mean, like because they don't get paid a living wage, and like none of that's going to change anytime soon, as long as like we continue on the path that we're on. Yeah, and um, I know they're talking about like having Ice Cube come in and talk with uh the Biden campaign for like an agenda for Black America, mm-hmm. and it's like that would be awesome, but like as he, like he like. Biden himself doesn't, I mean, uh, Ice Cube himself doesn't have the power to hold the fire to the feet of Biden. Right. The people who have the power to hold the feet to Biden, hold the fire to the feet of Biden, are the corporate interests that fucking give him money.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He's going to make a, a a gentleman's handshake with Ice yeah. Cube and be like, yo, I'm going to do right by black people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, Ice Cube, I, I fucking love Ice Cube. Yeah. What? Um hmm. what concrete political movement does Ice Cube have behind him? Exactly. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Killer Mike been talking to politicians on behalf of black people, you know, for the better part of this fucking decade. Yeah. What what is what is Killer Mike um politically outside of his own celebrity? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, what is he? What is he? Like, does he have a special interest or a grassroots political organization? People seem when um, there's a book uh, written by uh, a brother from uh, Philly. The book is called We Will Return in the World When. Uh, and it's based on is is it, it's about. Uh, black radical political organizations in the 60s and 70s. He basically does a study of the Black Panther Party um, as a local organization in Oakland, but also as a national organization. Uh, uh-huh. the, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee (SNCC), uh, RAM, the Revolutionary Action Movement, and a movement out of Detroit. Um, the Detroit Auto Workers, the Black Detroit Auto Workers, formed uh, a Marxist. Organization back in the day These were mass organizations That could like mobilize people Even uh-huh. outside of just Voting you know they If they needed to you know Handle some shit in the other way They could do that too There's very little of that From the grassroots In this country now so Ice Cube can meet with Joe Biden Joe Biden can have You know commercials with like Black Lives Matter activists you know what I mean? in um, and, and, and like saying nice things about him. But if you don't have, you know, a way of leveraging power against these people, they're just taking a nice meeting with you. And then they're going back to Wall Street and being like, yo, it's all good.
4: Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. It, it, there's no you like you can't. Like I mean, we've seen the platitudes for, you know, candidate after candidate after candidate. Yeah. Um and they'll shake the hands and they'll say we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. And then, you know, a Medicare for all bill gets completely torn up and the head of the the uh the fucking um Affordable Care Act is a dude who used to work for uh a health quit used to work for um a health insurance company. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, that's what happens, man. Like that's why, you know, they they're gonna tell you a million things, but like unless you have the political uh power to like hold the feet hold their feet to the fire, it doesn't make a difference, man. Yeah. He can sit down with whoever Well fucking Trump was sitting down with uh you know
3: Ray Lewis go visit him or some shit <laughs> yeah, like that. Like fucking, uh uh Jim Brown and shit. Yeah, like
4: you know Come what on, I mean? And, and and uh and the pastor bull that got that really dark die job going on and shit. Like, he went to visit. Like, it yeah, doesn't mean, like, you know what I mean? I he, love that
3: you described him like that.
4: Yeah, I can't think of my man name and shit. Um, But yeah, he, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he can sit down, with, you know, these dudes can sit down with whoever they want and they tell you whatever they need to tell you. That's their job. They're politicians. Like, you know what, right. what I mean? But unless there's any kind of real, like, they're not beholden to you. You know, like dude, we've seen it. I mean, they just caught Bo on tape. Um, who uh, was it, Jamal Brown? Who beat? I think Jamal Brown beat him in uh, in New York uh, during the protests. He was like, "Yo, I'm only out here because I got an election to win."
3: Wow, they caught him on tape saying that.
4: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's like, "I'm only out here because I got a, uh, like he. I don't know if he said I got an election to win, but he was like, "I only got I'm only out here because I got a primary." Yeah. And like they were talking about that um, the the dude that um, AOC b- beat, they were like, "Yo, he don't even live here." Like, you know what I mean? Right. He's like, you know, he pops up when he when the elections are going on, and you know what I mean? He'll march in like the, the the New York uh, New York uh, Pride Parade because it's election season. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? It was like, but he's not he's never in the community. He don't live around here. Yeah, and like that's what these dudes do, like. They pop up. They get the you know. They get their Facetime, and then they bounce. Right.
3: Yeah. This shit's um. Uh, this that's that's why you gotta like talk to elders. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> cause they've been doing this dance. I I love reading history. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, we've been doing a lot of these same dances for decades. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the shit has not. Um, I mean everything changes. Life's dynamic is always changing, but um we're stuck in a lot of the same loops that our parents and grandparents were in and motherfuckers aren't taking a different approach, you know what I mean? You got, I mean
4: I didn't mean to cut you off though. You know, I was, God, I mean to I was you just off. gonna
3: say you got rappers meeting with politicians and, you know, um folks meeting with politicians who like they know you don't wanna tear this shit up. You know what I'm saying? And they know that there's no moneyed interest in them, uh, you know, uh, uh, taking your agenda seriously. You know what I'm saying? Like, why did Richard Nixon have, like, fuck Rich, Rickard, Richard Nixon? You know what I'm saying? But, like, just Google Rich Richard Nixon and Black Power. You know what I'm saying? Why did Rick, Richard Nixon pump? federal dollars into inner cities around the country in the 1960s because motherfuckers was tearing this shit up Uh-huh. you know what I'm saying motherfuckers was tearing this shit up and it's it's not like you know advocating for violence but sometimes violence gets shit done absolutely you know what I'm saying sometimes violence gets shit done and if you don't have some kind of counterbalance of power or some kind of you know means of of like pushing these motherfuckers then you know it's it's there's there's not too much that you can do so yeah if it is it's crazy to me that um we're in such a, a a dire space politically and I don't see I'm 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 an optimist but I don't see how it can get better you know what I mean? Motherfuckers have been motherfuckers tore up shit a few months ago and now we're right back to voting and just that.
4: Yeah, I, I think, you know um I think we're I hate to say it this way, but we're in a country that doesn't respect anything but violence. I mean, everything that they have an issue with they could they declare war on there's a war mm-hmm. on poverty and there's a war on drugs and there's a war on uh, the coronavirus right um this country doesn't respect anything but violence um even in like just violent wording right mm-hmm. um so the only way i think you can truly make any real change is complete fundamental dismantling and then Sometimes this man, like, like, listen, man, change is violent. Like there's no, yeah. there's no, uh, there's no fucking around with that. Like it's real shit. Like change is violent and it's uncomfortable. Um, and I don't see any way, you know, uh, everybody, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say everybody. Um, that's generalizing, but people will point to, you know, the, uh, you know the the Sel- Selma or the Marshall Washington or those type of things that go like, well, that's how you know like civil rights was enacted.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Like, no riots were a part of that too.
3: Oh, a hundred percent. You know what
4: I mean? Burning shit to the fucking ground was a part of that. Yeah. Um, and it's the only re- like that's the only way shit works. And it's uh, like I'm sorry, but it's the only thing like the 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 enemy respects. Yeah. You know what I mean cuz they will not hesitate to burn your shit to the ground. Yeah. You know what I mean? We have fucking evidence of it. And whether it's burning it down literally with fire or burning it down with completely defunding it. Yeah. They only respect those type of ways and so you have
3: to fight back that same way. Yeah. It can't be the same shit that we've no. been doing. Um so yeah, let's us pop How about out for a break. Yeah, take our final break and come back and uh chat about some new music.
4: Yep, yep.
1: If I could be you and you could be me for just one hour, if you could find a way to get inside each other's mind, walk a
2: mile in my shoes,
1: walk a mile mile in my shoes, walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment.
4: We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you
1: by the Ad Council.
2: Walk a mile in my shoes.
1: Who is David Bowie? Well, that depends on who you ask or which record you play. To some, he's Ziggy Stardust. To others, the Thin White Duke or Major Tom. But who is David Bowie really? To answer that question, we'll have to go Off the Record. My name is Jordan Runtog, and I'm the host of Off the Record, a new music biography podcast for iHeartRadio. Off the Record goes beyond the songs and into the hearts and minds of rock's greatest legends. Every season profiles one classic artist, taking listeners on a wild ride through their extraordinary career. The first season examines the life, or rather lives, of David Bowie. Each episode of the 11th part audio event tells the story of one of his iconic personas. Together, these faces form an intimate portrait of one of the 20th century's most influential figures. So who was David Bowie? Tune in to Off the Record to find out. Listen and follow on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
3: Boom. Back in effect, um, so I listened to uh, the new Conway album. Yeah, uh, was it uh, from a king from King to a God? Yeah, what did you feel about it? Because it, I thought it was cool. Um, some of it I was like eh, about, uh, but overall, like I, I, my main issue was like some of the beats and some of the musical choices. Him as an MC, he's like on fire with this fucking thing
4: i loved it Uh, i'm surprised at uh i liked um the moving away from everything being like this dark dismal beat Mm. um and i like that shit like you know what i mean but i liked like changing some of that shit like the hit boy joint is definitely not like that um there's a couple joints on there uh murder I think the murder murder on the beat joint is not like that. Mm-hmm. Um there is some like I will say this. I don't really need some dude barely being able to sing singing hooks. <laughs> right, right. Like I, I don't know. I like that was that I could have done without. Um but I liked it. I, I liked it a lot, man. Um I'm gonna go back and listen to some more, listen to it again. I mm-hmm. only really got one good listen in. Um But I really enjoyed it. Uh, I also enjoyed the fact that it's not like overladen with like features.
3: Right. I feel like sometimes there's uh, pressure for an artist when you make that major label leap. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to get 2 chains. We're going to get this person or that person. Oh, hiccup Nas. You know what I mean? It's like a pressure to put like everybody as a feature on your record yeah
4: um I like the fact that it's you know there's and i mean even just to like the Griselda crew there's one record mm-hmm. i mean there's another record like flea lord's on the track and shit like that but like um and El Camino's on a joint but um like as of like the the you know the 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 core yeah the the, the trilogy like you know what i mean they're they're not uh they're only on once all mm-hmm. um, and I, I think like Westside's only got like eight bars on that joint. Like it's not he doesn't yeah. even have like a full verse.
3: He be popping in. Like he pop in yeah. and, and get out. He'll be giving he don't Westside I feel like doesn't uh overstay his welcome.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I think he I think he knows how to maneuver that well. Yeah. Um one thing I will say, like I think you can see Conway is the one who took this the most serious as far as like them as a crew and all that stuff like mm-hmm. he was the dude who was like yo I wanna be a rapper like this is what I wanna do yeah um and I think it shows in like his ability to uh make songs
3: yeah yeah and I I do appreciate um like you said that they moved away uh that Conway specifically moved away from um the sound of the older records yeah like there's still like he he still does shit like that but uh-huh. It's not like every track is like yeah. you know 80 BPM some like dark loop or whatever and him rapping on it. I love that you know he's like stretching out and growing and I feel like um a lot of times we don't really give uh artists specifically rappers we don't give like the space to do that shit.
4: Yeah. Um I also like i know the the premiere record had to be a late edition because like there's references to like a month ago on there mm-hmm. um so like i know this got like uh um uh, pushed back so yeah. i'm wondering like if it was a situation because there's another record on there where he makes like a reference to something like really recent mm-hmm. um so uh i wonder if there was some shit where he just was like well he didn't feel like the record was finished so they wanted to add some stuff to it yeah um but I really enjoyed it. I really, really liked it. Um, I'll go. I'm gonna go back and listen to it again to get like you know a um, to like a fuller experience. But I, I enjoyed it. I was surprised that you uh, that you didn't um, that not that you didn't like it because you did, but like to say like, oh yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't feeling it wasn't filling as much. I like for me right now, it's like up on my list for like top ten for the Ooh. year.
3: Yeah, yeah. This shit is crazy because. Um we do this show every week and then I'm pretty much on, uh, NPR all songs considered every week. And the amount of like new shit compared to, you know, last year and the years prior, like the amount of new shit that I have to listen to, um, for work, but then also the amount of like good new shit that's been coming out. You know what I mean? It's like a dream. Like I, I imagine, um, some kid who's like 16, and, like, a hip 16-year-old, not, like, a 16-year-old who don't know, you know, anything outside of, was well, radio's not really a factor, but, like, yeah, a kid who's, like, young and knows, like, the underground, he's, like, tapped in on that. I could imagine, you know what I mean, like, you got Conway, Benny, um, all of this, just all of this stuff that's been coming out, and, like, a young person who's, like, tapped in on that. This is, like, a golden era for them. Yeah, for
4: you real. You know what I'm saying? Um, I also checked out Young's Teflon uh, dropped a new single um, "El Clasico" uh, mm. for the um, Call of Duty Three that's gonna drop this month, um, and that shit is super tight. He also dropped his fire in the booth um, with Charlie Sloth. Um, that's fucking amazing, you mm.
3: Um,
4: You know, I don't. You know, no. I've talked about Young's plenty on here, and he's like my favorite MC from uh, England. So. Mm um but like this l classical joint is super dope, dope the beat is fire um and then the fire in the booth he fucking destroys it so yeah um even you know i, I like he he just kills the shit so i definitely would say both check out check out you know just go to youtube uh the for the fire in the booth joint and um uh l classico is available everywhere and i you know i would definitely tell people to check out from kingdom of god too um it's a uh, super. I, I I really enjoy it, so uh, I think I definitely say folks to check it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. But um, other than that, I think we can start wrapping up. Um, we have a, a semi-major announcement. Uh, SeriousRapShit.com dot com is fully functional and available. Word. Um And we have fucking merch for sale, yeah. Mad merch. We got and, hoodies, t
3: shirts, yep. beanies, you know what I'm beanies. You know what I mean? We got Uh, the Letterman jacket, Blizzard of 96. Yeah. Letterman jackets. We got to get Blizzard of 96. We got to get hoodies and like parkas made with that shit. Because I feel like niggas would really rock that.
4: Yeah. Uh, I think there's um, there's a lot of dope shit on there. You can just get the classic. Fucking hoodie or t-shirt with the 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 um, serious rap shit logo on there. Mm-hmm. Public school dungeon. There's a ton of shit on there. Uh, I would say go check this shit out. Um, order it up. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, definitely go check it out. There's also a a, a, a never seen before YouTube video up there um, um, from the, from the boys. Uh, you know, shot at uh, um, amalgam. Shout out yeah. to him, my album. Um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that was one
3: of our live shows.
4: <laughs> yes, that was one of our live shows when the world was. You can still do live shows. <laughs> you could
3: go outside. Um, yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, but yeah, we uh there's never before seen, never before seen video up there. Um, there's the merch. Um, there's some just some background info on us. Uh, but yeah, it's live. Uh, go check it out. Seriousrapshit that uh, serious uh, You can also reach us at all the social media. Serious rap shit, on Instagram and Twitter.
1: Um, I'm indi. To some, he's Ziggy Stardust. To others, the Thin White Duke. Or Major Tom. But who is David Bowie really? To answer that, we'll have to go Off the Record. Off the Record is a new music biography podcast. Every season profiles one legendary artist. To start, we'll explore the faces of David Bowie. Each episode tells the story of one of his iconic personas, Together, they form an intimate portrait of the complex cultural giant. Listen and follow Off the Record on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
0: Hello, lovelies. This is Arden Marine, and you may know me from Chelsea Lately or as Regina Sinclair on Insatiable. I want to tell you about my podcast, Will You Accept This Rose, where we recap all the seasons of the Bachelor franchise, and we are very excited to talk about the new season of The Bachelor with Matt James. We chat about it with celebrity guests, including Lance Bass, Doug Benson, and Lacey Mosley. Catch our episodes every Wednesday and listen to Will You Accept This Rose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us on this love journey.